which is the quarterback, he can't throw as far mm. as his name. Mm. And his name, as far as he can spit, poor. So it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. And uh, you know, I just wanna. That's all I really wanted to go in on the doctor. No, no, you know? no, blow. I'm, I'm offended, blow. I'm offended. But can and we I'm go offended. in on the Cowboys? Y'all, everybody leaving. Y'all got all that money in that nice stadium, and everybody oh, wanna oh, leave. Oh. You was with me during the Super Bowl one. You was sitting at home too watching. Okay, then. <laughs> right, blow. <laughs> wait, blow. That's why I'm offended. You did a video and put it on Facebook, and that video was harder than what you just said. Now, come on, blow. I know you can dig deep in your hatred pouch. Just a little bit for the damn dolphins. <laughs> I mean, we we need a whole show just to talk about them. All right. All right. Watching the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm gonna be. Oh, oh. You're gonna be. <laughs> you gonna be right at your crib, <laughs> doing the show before the Super Bowl. You know what? Picking who don't, who gonna win. It ain't gonna be us, and it ain't gonna be y'all. <laughs> that, that, hey, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, we wanna uh, we wanna say good afternoon to everybody that's uh, that's that's watching. You know, our little faithful fans, what's up, Derek? Hey, Barbara, John, you know, um, we got a couple of more people on here. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for logging in. Uh, the Rev got a very good topic today, and I'm going to turn it over to him. Um, and we are going to be, we want you guys to participate, please. We want to hear your responses, any of your questions. Uh, see if we can try to bring one of you in on the video this morning. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's all participate and let's uh, see what the real got to talk about this morning. Well, uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, again, uh, this conversation, uh, you know, sometimes people say, oh, this conversation is near and dear to my heart. No, this conversation has invaded my life uh, without my permission. And so rather than allowing it to overtake me i overtook it took control of it flip it on his head and try to be a help to somebody else um our conversation today well let's talk about it this way our conversation over the last few weeks has been about uh adolescent behavior mainly we'll talk about young men and, and why some of those behaviors are the way they are and we thank god for the, our guest that came on uh brother 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 hannah and uh sis what's your cousin's name What's Larry, Larry Hardy, brother, brother Larry. They came on. They gave us great insight. Don't forget Travis. I was about and, to... 
Trav, you know, Mr. Yeah. Personality. We call him Mr. President, Mr. Hollywood right there. Happy anniversary, by the way. Happy anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary, Trav. Trav, Trav stay doing it big. Uh, put a lot of pressure oh, yeah. on you, See, uh, 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 Claude, that's the kind of dude you can't go on a double date with. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's going to have all types of pressure on you. And he's holding hands and hugging. Oh, he's definitely going to hold hands. Yeah. Hey, man. He man, knew. Man. Yeah, I've been, I've been in the UFC. Man, don't hold hands. You know how to walk. Come on. Right? Exactly. Kids, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Reese. I need to call Kim. I need to call Kim. No, no, no. Real talk, man. I, I have to keep it real. But you know, that, that even that part right there, you know, in the in the subject matter that we have today, it plays a part because having been uh, what I call uh, completely victorious. Hey, what's up, nigga, my son? Uh, when I say completely victorious, I, I don't think, consider myself no survivor of sexual molestation. I'm a, I am completely triumphant over the trauma that was uh, thrust upon me at a very young age. And for many who would have crumbled and, and balled up in a corner and some would have killed themselves and still have some psychological uh, issues going on, I am one that God has just preserved. There's nothing special about me, but I think God preserved me for situations just like this, where I can come home, come on and openly speak about what happened to me. And so y'all know this movement they have, the Me Too movement. Everybody heard of that, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Before that lady blow, before that lady came out with the Me Too thing, I had already coined that term. I just didn't copyright it. Uh, and it's interesting how that came about because I was actually having dinner with a couple that was having some marital issues, right? And I invited them to my home, and my wife and I were, you know, just vibing with a couple, trying to keep them to stay together. You know, old school, right? Mm -hmm. And so while I was talking, I started talking about some of my experiences, the things that I had gone through, and like how those things create trauma in your life, not realizing that the brother had been molested and had never told anybody. And so while I was talking about my experiences, he broke down at the table. I, I, I watched him systematically slow down eating, and I'm the only one watching this. Like, I see his body language. He put his fork down, put his spoon down, sat back in the chair, dropped his head, and I, I didn't have to ask him any questions because of my own experiences. I knew what he was going through. This is some unconfessed, unconfessed molestation. Um, and I think of the worst kind when, when not that if you want to grade the worst kind is a, a male on a male. So those those are my experiences. And you being a man, and I'm an alpha male type, and have some man try to dominate you that way, it could mess with you. And so in the midst of that situation, I saw him break down. His wife wasn't paying attention. My wife wasn't paying attention. I just put my hand on his shoulder and said, me too. Me too, bro. And when I said me too, wow. man, he broke down and cried. And his wife was like, what's going on? I was like, since you... You don't even understand what's going. And I'm going to jump off the conversation right there because I saw uh, our production team put up um, some uh, some information prior to this show uh, about some uh, numbers you could call if you're struggling and also some, some uh, symptoms or things that spring from being molested. And one of them is sexual promiscuity. And I'm going to tell you that that was my number one, right? And it's something I still struggle with today. I'm just being open and honest. Now, I'm a preacher. Uh, I counsel people and marriages and all this. 
and all that. But the right side of my brain think a little different about certain things, and I have to I have to rein myself back in uh, sometimes. All right, all right. So let, let's just talk about that. So when we start talking about it from a from a, from a place of promiscuity, uh, I'm gonna tell you about my experience. Um, let me tell you this. Uh, I'm gonna jump from this right here. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to write a book about my experiences, and I'm still going to write that book. And the, and the title of that book was going to be Silent Scream. Silent Scream. Say to yourself, Silent Scream. And then I want you to start thinking about situations where you've been in, like uh, as kids, you might have been really scared in the middle of the night. And then, like, have you ever been in that situation where you're screaming, but ain't no noise coming out?
<laughs> Wait, did they tell you they were t- that you were taking off heads, or you just assumed? Well, based upon the crime scene, it was him. <laughs> Cause you know we fake it. We fake it a lot. You can't fake. I don't know. No, you can't. You can't fake that, man. But we losing. Hey, man. But we don't want. We got to stay on track. Because <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. no, it can go sideways real quick. Wait, before we get back on track. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to use that excuse, too. <laughs> <laughs> take off some of these. We got to go ahead, man. Uh, back to the series. <laughs> that's why I'm doing a certain part of this show. We should take blow mic. This is why we should take it. No, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the guests want to know how Sarah, she said, how did it come to an end? The abuse came to an end, um, I think, simply because the gentleman moved away. He moved away. And so it just came to an end. Um, and uh, that was a very traumatic thing. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That wasn't the first time. That wasn't the last time that I got molested. The next time was by a woman who happened to be a babysitter uh, that my parents used. Um, I, I don't I don't want to say. I, honestly, I'm going to be just real with you. I didn't think that was, was as tra- traumatic as the man. Right. Even though it was wrong, I still was young. Maybe about 10, 11 years old. Now, that, I was about to ask you that, Rev, because I've heard some men that I spoke to that have been molested by women that say, you can't rape the willing. And what I, what, what I want to know is, how can you say you can't rape the willing? When you're a child, you cannot give somebody that um, authority or consent. Right. But you do see a lot of uh, women, and you don't hear about it as much. What I'm gonna say it this way, boys. I'm gonna say it this way. That lady raped me more than that man, because that lady called me at the house every single day, and I, I'm just on. This is a candid show, so I have to be upfront because I really want to help somebody. I'm, I'm 10 or 11 years old. That lady called me in the house every day and gave me some hair every day. Okay, I'm gonna let but that see, your, your body. Your body was responding to something. Um, that was natural for adults to be doing. I know. Listen, I'm not. But your mind you, wasn't that. Your mind wasn't that. But you got to understand, you <laughs> speaking to someone who had already been introduced to sex. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody, mute blow, mute blow. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> no, no. What? But this real talk, though. So, I understand so that, that, but all right, all right, what, I'm good. what, 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 what I want to ask though, because I know we got to bring enlightenment a little bit. Was the head good? I don't know. <laughs> Did she know what she was doing? As a kid, how do you know if it was I good know, or not? Matter of fact, when, when it was going on, I'm like, well, what you doing? But that, yeah. my body responded, but I didn't know what that was. Um, and I'm, I mean, we making light of it, but it was really a serious situation because she yeah. wasn't she wasn't the primary caregiver. Somebody else was the caregiver. She lived in the home. So that's something to be said about people that allow their kids to go stay with people that they trust, but you don't know who else in the house that's right. doing it because she wasn't the primary. The primary caregiver was excellent to me and my brother. Uh, but I was a big kid, so I was like, I didn't look 10. I was a big I was a big kid. All right, so that might be why I stood out a little bit. Uh, and I was real cute, too. 
Watch these old women that be looking at these young boys talking about he's handsome and he's cute. Because when I hear that in my head, because I got a few of my sons that are very good looking, and when I hear somebody, mm, I keep my eyes on that heifer. All right. Exactly. Should be trying to slip off with your son in about two more mango seeds. And when I, when I, I promise you, my foot gonna slip right off in her. But let's um, talk about something else because I done got hot over here. Cause I get a lot of them be telling me my baby handsome and he cute, and I be on that. I wish you would. I, I wish you would. I wish you would. Don't cross them lines. I promise you, you don't, you don't want that. And and I and I'm speaking as a victim. So I'm like you, Rev. I keep my eyes, ears open. You know, my kids and I, I'm not going to say we had a lot of uh, arguments because I, I don't argue with churn. Let's get that out of the way. But I don't have a lot of no. You can't go to stay to nobody else's house. But, Mama, we know them. We know them, but we don't know them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand it be close family members and close friends that are doing this to these children. And for me, it was one of my dad's closest friends. Yeah. And um, when my dad found out, you know, my daddy did 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 a little stretch. And uh, what, what was the one? Uh, uh, the little the the what is that thing called down there, in Miami? Uh, they, I know y'all know the name of that correction facility down there. TGK. There you go. There you go. You know, and um, when the judge spoke to my dad, you know. He told my dad he didn't have no remorse. And my dad told the judge, he said, it's not remorse. That's my daughter, man. And I don't regret what I did, and I'll do it again. You know? And you you got to, especially when this is somebody uh, you've been calling your uncle. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, for a very, very long time, I didn't understand what was going on. And I don't know, something just clicked. And I, when I broke, when it clicked and I just broke down, um, and I told my dad, um, he, his first thing was he was just torn. He was hurt because he felt like he failed me. He couldn't protect me. Then it went to rage, you know, right, right. and, um, and I, it was the same way for me, same way for me, Rev. Dude said he'd do something to my daddy. And, you know, I'm a daddy's girl. My daddy was my world. So all I'm thinking is, at a child at that age, I got to save my daddy. I don't want nothing to happen to my dad. You know? So um, now with my kids, even though I know my daddy, my daddy has some quick hands. And when I saw him beat that man up, I was like, oh, Jesus. But now for my kids, I tell my kids right off the rip, ain't nobody going to do nothing to your mom and daddy. You got somebody out there saying something, they want to do something to you, you come home and you let us know. And I think for us back in them days, Sex wasn't a, a, a topic in the black homes. We didn't, you didn't talk about sex. Yeah. At least not in, not in my house. Uh, my grandma didn't play that. It, was, tab it was taboo. Yeah. So it was one of those things where we couldn't, we felt as if we couldn't speak on things because that door was never open mm. to where you could come and talk to us about anything. You know, back then, you know, a child stayed in a child's place. You don't be in adult spaces. So you just really didn't know how to address certain things or bring those things to the forefront um, because you didn't know who you could turn to. Well, for me, for me, it was different because when I was molested, it, my mom had a friend and she Why, had... Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask a question before you tell your story. Because I didn't know all these people was molested on our show today. Yeah. How, many, how many of our panelists have had these experiences? 
I believe we all have. Wow. You ain't raised his hand. No, I, I have no. The closest, the closest I, I mean, I wanted it. <laughs> I'm done. No, but the closest yeah, I had was um, yeah, no, on the real. Yeah, on the real we can't, can't do this. Had, the closest well, I had was uh, it was a female. She was uh, she, she lived down the street, and um, I think she was about she she had to be about about five years older than me, and um, she told me to come over one day. I came over, and she was smoking weed, and she said, "Come here." She hit the joint and she gave me a kiss and blew the smoke in my in my mouth. And uh that was that was about the close thing, but I I still remember her from this day. She wasn't no molester, uh-huh. she was a junkie. I know I'm just I messing mean, with blow. <laughs> well she kissed me too, so you know oh. but that was the, that was the you know, that that was probably the closest I had to, to anything like, you know, in that nature. You know what I'm saying? So with I got, I, I got a question, bro. Before we get back yeah. to saw you, you sound disappointed. Yeah, because I, I wanted her to do some other things and she didn't do it. Oh, yeah, saw you. I got it. Bro, you was a hot nut. Baby. Right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, with my family, yeah, sex in our house was overly talked about and well they tried to talk not in front of the kids but we heard it so for us and my mom talked about it with us ever since we were smaller so when it happened to me thankfully my I went and told Beanie because she was like you know my cousin that was two years older than me so she went and told my mom my mom drugged mama because the mama tried to protect her son. Her son was, she had two sons. One was my age and one was like 18. And I think I was like eight years old. My mama took me to the hospital. My mama, she talked to me and she told me it's not your fault. Um, The hospital said he didn't, whatever, he didn't break my hymen or whatever it is. So, um, I mean, mentally I was kind of like, messed up but I mean that was the first time it happened and then the second time it happened yeah I I told Beanie again of course so it was always I she even though she's like only two years older than me she was like the more wiser one of both of us but at least you you had that person to go to to talk to a lot of us that have been molested, don't have nobody to turn to. Yeah. And we hold it in until we become adults. But I was later raped, so, you know, I mean, that right there just, I think I just kind of spent from that. Right. So, so see, that kind of leaves us. Tex, you want to say something before I move on? No, I'm, a, I'm on total off thread. All right. All right, got you. See, see what Sonya and uh, Claude just brought in was the kind of where the avenue I want to take today for a few minutes. And that is the end results or the, the trauma after the trauma happens, then how, how are we responding as adults? All right. Because I had no idea all of you guys had these experiences. Um, uh, and many, many times when I'm sharing this, I'm on my own Facebook live page and I'm just talking Really, I try to be the voice for men. 
because I, I truly believe women have all types of support groups and support ne mechanisms in our community, whether white, black, whatever. There's always a place to go to talk. But men are not trained. We're not brought up that way that we share our most intimate feelings with strangers and other other men. You know, we might go up under the tree and dap each other up and throw back a shot of Gavassier. Somebody might pop a black and mild and a few jokes and we feel better. So that's that's our healing for every situation. My wife left me. Crack a joke. I got molested. Crack a joke. I lost my job. Crack a joke. But nobody ever really has the conversation of, hey, bro, how did this affect you? And so I always try to be a voice for those like me. And so I say God preserved me for this purpose, to be able to just open up the conversation and talk openly about what happened to me. Because I'm a grown man. I'm a full grown man. I'm an alpha male to the fullest degree. I'm a hustler, bona fide hustler. So it has not affected me in those ways. But there are ways that it has affected me. And, and one of the first ways I want to talk about is well, we talked about promiscuity, and then the cousin of that is intimacy. And so when we're talking about intimacy, I'm not talking about intercourse. I'm talking about interpersonal relationships that are messed up because we messed up psychologically. Now, that's a lifelong journey we got to walk. And so it, our interpersonal relationships are all skewed. And many of us, I don't know if uh, Claude or maybe Barbara will chime in and say that, man, I have trust issues. Like, I got trust issues, like heavy, heavy trust issues. I might vibe with you, break bread with you, spend money with you, but I'm still over there like, man, this nigga, you know, man, I, ain't, I don't know why. Because it's the same way I got that knife stuck up under my throat. My mama them trusted somebody, and then I was in the catching one, and a knife at my throat while my little brother next to me sleep. And then I'm really thinking about my little brother, and I'm like, well, I don't want to make no noise, because then he might do this to my little brother. So I'm the big brother. I'm the oldest. So I'm protecting my little brother. Yeah. I'm taking one for the team, literally. All right? And so I'm still that nigga to this day. I'm, I'm taking one for the team, just not like that, because I'll burn you with one of these guns right here on that tip. God bless you. We pray for me. <laughs> I will burn you, man. I can pray with you. I'll pray for you, man. It's up to you, man. But listen, but listen I, want, I want to kind of start peeling this onion back. We're not going to uh, exhaust this conversation this week. But I want to start peeling the onion back on how these things have a psychological effect on us. Not only individually, but many of us, like Sonya and Carl, both have had these traumas, and now they married. All right? And so in the midst of my trauma, I found out that my wife had gone through that trauma. And so here we are trying to be husband and wife, and we have these layers of issues personally. While we're trying to work through our issues as a couple, and how those uh, those parts of us that have gotten messed up to a certain degree, like how do you work through that? So I want to just have a conversation. And Wendy, and while we're having this conversation, I don't want to have a conversation as if I have all the answers because I'm still working through all of this stuff. It's just that I'm, God has given me stability in my thought and mind to be able to convey these thoughts without going on people. But I do want to be a vessel of opportunity for somebody else to come out and say, me too. Yeah, man, that's how I feel. Yeah, that happened to me. And yeah, it affect me this way, and I ain't really know how to express it. My old lady might touch my own. Matter of fact, I've had these extensive conversations with my old lady. After this, I'm going to open it back up. Text, check this out. My old lady, we've had such extensive conversations about this that she knows not to touch me suddenly. She, she knows not to jump up on me like that because 
if you if she just grabbed me in my privates or any place like that, I'm a jump like, and I'm a jump with like I, I chop in your throat. Like don't do me like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, announce yourself. Let me know you coming in, baby, for the kill. Now I'm gonna let you kill, me, but let me know ahead of time. You, know, you feel me, bro? I'm a, I'm a willing participant. And it's it's, it's 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 funny you say that, Ray. That's crazy, man. I have those same issues. Uh huh. Uh huh. I do. I have yeah. those same issues, and um, for a, for a very long time, it was it was certain things and certain places I wouldn't go, and um, my husband didn't understand. And then when I finally, um, I'm, I ain't gonna say broke down, but when I finally felt comfortable and trustworthy enough. To tell him what was going on with me, you know, it helped us get over some humps in our relationship. So, I I totally understand what you're saying. Um, when you say you have to announce yourself, yeah. because yeah, I I, 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 I I was very jumpy, very jumpy. And, and, and so, and it's really awkward. And I, so I say this openly because I want people to know, man, you're not abnormal. There ain't nothing wrong with you. It's just because of what happened to you. It's not you it's because of what happened to you. And so even to this day, last night I was laying in the bed and uh my old lady uh well I had fell asleep, bro. I ain't know she was black, right? And I am leaning on, on the towel, I don't fell asleep. She done bumped the bed on purpose, talking about I was just finna overtake you. I like that kind of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna rest you. I said, Well snap, what happened? She said, I came in, you were snowing. All right, but she she kept me woke. She let me fall back to sleep. And then before long, she had to slip the hand on my thigh. <laughs> but when she did it, bro, let me tell you what happened. This is real talk. I knew why she was doing it the way she was doing it. Because she right. knows not to rush me. Right, right, Now, right. now once the engine crank up, I'm going to take your head off and throw it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to ease your way up on this thing. You can't just... You know, and so, so it's, it's amazing how it has affected my relationship that way. So yeah. it kind of kills spontaneity. Because yeah. if she would have just came out that shower and jumped off me, we would have got an argument. I'd be like, man, what you doing? Yeah. Like what's really happening with you, man? Like I ain't, I would have told me all of I'd have had to take a walk, a drink, and shoot my pistol outside in the back <laughs> just to say, hey, I'm a grown man. I stop playing. <laughs> man, so, so I'm joking, but that—that's the kind of psychological effect that it has on men. I'm speaking for men because I'm a man, and all of you ladies, y'all can speak for the ladies. So I see, I see on the comments, I see um Sarah said, um, me. Sarah said me. So, Sarah, we, we asking a question, baby. What you mean when you say me? Are you saying that you two uh, were molested? We, we trying to have some audience participation today, and we're going to wait on your answer while uh, somebody else takes the flow for a few minutes. Well, I'm going to say for, for women um, about the touch and the intimacy and stuff like that, um, you know, some of us have been, that has been molested or raped, you know, um, it's a pleasure for the opposite sex, the men to do it to the women, so or the little girls. So they're kind of rough with pulling the breasts, the nipples, you know, things like that. And um, some of us don't like to be touched on our breasts or stuff like that. And until you explain to your significant other um, what has happened to you at a young age, and um, it. it they may choose to understand, they may say, get over it. You know, I've had someone tell me, 
you old now. Get over it. You don't get over it just like that. You know, um, yeah. these things, these things carry on until your adult age, and and you know you can talk about it and it relieves it, but you don't never get over because you ask yourself why was I invaded that way? What did I do to have invade my body that way? And um, it's nothing that you've done wrong. It's just the the that person has some issues, some mental no, issues. No, that person is a things sick. like that. They got no and issues. They are sick bitch. That's the bottom line. But they got no issue. But also, also. For me, for me, this is how I feel. You are a sick bitch, and if you out there, you can hear my voice. You are a sick bitch, and you need to seek help. I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm not, I'm not angry anymore about what happened to me. I become angry when people make excuses. For these fucking people. Sonya and I done had this conversation. I'm, I don't want to bend. I'm not going to waver. They sick. They need help. Oh, I never I, I never said that they wasn't. I, I never said that they wasn't. But they could be victims of molestation themselves. And I go back to that. And they never ever got that hope. And I go back to that too. And some of them don't even realize that they have a problem. Or they're fighting... Or they want to do better and they just messed up. That's why I said they have mental issues because I deal with people like this every day that uh has had things happen to them as children and they think that's the right way of doing things. And And it's not... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not making excuses. It's saying from... No, I'm not making excuses. I'm Uh -uh. saying what I deal with people every day that has grown up in that environment where sometimes it's their parents, which I've seen is their parents or someone they live with that's doing it to them. So they think it's right because this is something that's repeatedly going on in their home that they think it's right. They're not yeah. seeing anything else. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're, this is justified. I'm not saying that. I'm just calling it what it is. It's a mental issue. It's like and going in a circle. Could, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, or, um you know, it's not right, okay? And But maybe it wasn't nobody to tell them that it wasn't right, okay? So we look at it that way. I understand what you're saying too, Barbara. Yeah, just for somebody to do it and know they're doing it and it's not right, yeah, they sick, okay? Let me tell you. This is how I feel, and this is what I say. I know what happened to me wasn't right. There is no way in hell I would do that to another child. I, I won't. It, it's just right. Like, but you know it was, like, they know it's not right, right. right. They know it's not right. Yeah, that's what I said, Rosetta. I said that's what I was saying. You know, if, if some people know it's not right, and I can't tell you where I I, I know somebody, but I meet with you know people, but it's a, it's somebody that's struggling. Struggling. I mean, you see them in the crying. They refuse to make eye contact, and they keep asking God, like, "I'm trying to do better." And every time they leave, they come, they go to meetings five days a week, trying to get help for their issues. Go ahead, Brad. Okay. Uh, I, I just wanted to make sure we include the audience. Uh, yes. Got, yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read some of the. Okay. Okay. But, but, so you. But I, I want to say this before you read that um, text um, to Barbara's point. Um, mm-hmm. We all 
we all um, respond to trauma differently. And um, so I, I, I agree with her on the premise of what she's saying, which is they are sick, the persons that, that perpetrated these frauds. However, having gone through it and understand on different levels, I also lean the other way that it's, it's a mental issue that's happening, especially because they say that people that are victimized become victims. I mean, that were victims, um, create victims or become victimizers to a certain degree. And this happened to me. Let me tell you how. Now, I, I both, now I got traumatized, right? And then I had a God sister who was just a few years younger than me, but she was a God sister. She couldn't live in my parents' house before I know it. I'm trying to hit God sister, right? Now, that, that only happened once, but that happened. You understand? So at that time, I was maybe 15, and she maybe was about 12. But then here is this uh, sexual side of me that had gotten waking up at age seven by the first molester, continued with the lady on for another year or so after he finished. And then now here I am at 13, 14, 15 years old. In, in, a, in, in a large way, Barbara, I was crazy. I protected me enough where I knew that went right. But everybody don't have that mechanism. Everybody doesn't have that thing that says, hey, what you doing ain't right. But I just said it was God that pulled me up out of that. Now, that wasn't my cousin. It was no blood relation. But she still was three years younger than me, two or three years younger than me. And um, it was wrong. So I want to say that sometimes I don't even know why I did that. Well, why, I don't know why I did that, but I did it. Um, I haven't repeated it in you know, any right. way, shape, or form. Except with these grown folks that got the head took off, but uh, other than that, it didn't happen. So but I do understand your pain. I do understand how you feel. And I always said this to myself, uh, and I think Tex alluded to it. Uh, and you, uh, Barbara, a few things both of you said. I remember I was a great athlete in high school, right? And I, I was so good that on the varsity in Miami-Dade County, I played offense and defense. I scored on both. That's very difficult to do in Dade County. Offense and the defense. But there were times when I was in practice and I was so zoned out um, that the coach would be calling my name and I don't even hear him because in my head, you know what I'm saying, Tex? Man, why this happened to me? Yeah. Why, why, why? Like, I'm literally asking God, God, why you let this happen to me, right? And so the, uh, I will come back in with the coach saying, Ankrum, Ankrum. And you know how I like a movie, like your, your mind fade back into the present. And he was like, son, what are you doing? Like, where's your mind? And I just looked at a man like, hey, man, you won't even understand. But anyway, but he cussed me out, but not knowing that. Nigga, I should be choking on pills right now, but I'm out here on the football field trying to make it happen. And then I'm thinking, as years pass, I literally feel like I should have made it to the NFL because I had that level of skill. But because of these issues, I didn't make it because I couldn't stay focused and things messed me up. So it, it, it has an, my, my point is it has an effect on you mentally. So there is a mental aspect to this conversation. Um, so I don't want to, you know, just throw everybody and say you're stinking, you're ugly, you need to die. There, there is a mental side to it. <laughs> so let's, so let's, let's go, go to, to the, the yeah. Let's go to some of the comments. I'm so going to read some with you too, Ro. You go first. Oh, okay. Okay, so 
um, Aunt, Aunt Sarah, what did she mean? She said the discussion needs to be had because there are a lot of childhood traumas that are pl plaguing the black community. We see the manifest as single parent households, addiction, domestic violence, and more. And and I and I agree with Sorry. her. Um, yeah. What happens in the black community? We have taught our kids what go on in here, staying yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah. And we have to right. we have to get away it. from that. Is we have to get away from that. You know what I'm saying? And then the we have taken those molesters because we don't want our names to be putting out there, sweeping under the rug. And as a black community, we have protected them more than we have protected our own children. children that mm -hmm. this is being done to. And we have to get out of that. We got to call a spade a spade. We got to make this stuff um, known. And we got to hold these people accountable. And if it's mental health, lock them up so they can get the help that they need. Me personally, some of them sick folks don't come out of that. <laughs> right. Right. Now, you know. Well, I agree with that. I know up here in Georgia, a lot of the mental hospitals have shut down and they take them to the hospital. So we can hold them for 72 hours and then they release them. No, They're not no. giving the help that they need. No, that's, so we need that's to not know, the help. Yeah. We need, but, right. But what we need to do is, you know, get with our senators and congressmen and tell them we need these mental hospitals reopen up because there's a lot of people that's dealing with mental illness. And it's serious. I see it every day. Uh, Cassandra Nicholas, my mom, says, good morning. Just tuned in. The conversation is cheap, uh, deep. She said, prayer changes things, and, and I agree. I agree. I think for me, um, a lot of my change is because of prayers. You know, I, I learned how to pray before I, I even know what I was praying for because of what I was going through and dealing with it and keeping it bottled in. So I agree with that. What's the next one we got, Bob? Um, Keith Jones says mental health is a big issue in this country and it's not being addressed aggress aggressively enough. And I agree. Um, for a very long time, when it came to mental health, um, and I apologize for using the R word because that's not the correct terminology anymore, retardation. You know, we just had them, them special cousins is what we used to call them. You know, we played with them and everything, but, you know, we kept them up in the room and didn't nobody know about them. Nah, we would, we would, we, our whole house was special, so we all played together. Jimmy going to make sure you knew he was there because he's going to tap you. He's going to say he's going to hold his hand out for money. He's going to have a cigarette that's ass Wait, he got his hand. When he opened Jimmy alone, he was like, old man Jimmy was like family um, to us, even though he was suffering from Down syndrome. And he didn't look that like he had Down syndrome, but, but he was he suffering from he had Down syndrome, so did my uncle. So I don't laugh at people like that because I know um, those people are still our people. And um, they, need a, they need a lot of love and they, you, you have to really understand them to know what they're saying and what they're doing. Um, but that's a that's a different topic for a different yeah. day. Yeah. But um, yeah. we got another one. Um, Barbara 
Barbara Mortimer said, Barbara Kaku, I agree with Rosetta, I experienced this. So if Barbara, if you can write, you know, uh, you don't have to say who you experienced from or whatever, but why, uh, what you experienced, um, you can, uh, oh, yeah, have, we, have, we, have, we, have we learned how to bring somebody in? Yeah, it's, it's saying it, so you can ask. I love you too, Mom. I love you too. Now, um, I, I want to jump back into that thing about um, the Lord saying that you I really, I really want to start peeling this onion, man, because I'm telling y'all, yeah. we're probably going to be able to only do this maybe one other show, and we can come back to it another time. But I do want to peel that onion of um, interpersonal relationships, all right, because that, to me, that's the foundation of everything else. And and and, and bring London in. Right, yeah, yeah. And then having to think about how what happened to you is affecting you today. Because a lot of people are not making the connection or they're not making that connection openly. They're not being honest about it with their mate or their family about, hey, I, I'm not interested in this because of this, man. Like, man, I've been having, honestly, me, I'm 53. I've been having sex more than 40 some years. Now, most of it been willingly. Yeah. Right? But honestly, been having sex for over 40 some years. Like, honestly, man, you can scoot over. Like, real talk. I'm good. You know? Bring me some chicken wings or something. Let's get intimate with some curry goat or something. I feel the same good, yeah. I you got know? your chicken wings. So, 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 honey, honey chicken wings to be specific. I got you your honey those, chicken wings. You had those moments, huh? But, right, right. So at this point. You had those moments. Yes, sir. Definitely. At this point, I want to make sure that we prepare ourselves for the next show and beginning to have a thought process that says, why am I the way I am? And being honest with yourself about why you are the way you are. Now, maybe you saying, well, ain't nothing ever happened to me, Rail. Well, why your man act the way he act? Why your lady act the way y'all act? Why? You have to why? really start having these conversations. Or, right. I'm going to say this straight up. Right. Right. If you ain't going to have the conversations, leave. Right. And, and let folk be happy. But if you're willing to, as the scripture would say, if they're willing to stay with you, work it out, man. Right. And some of y'all... Oh, I just like to stay home. I just like to... No, you like to stay home because you got touched. And, and and you don't want to tell nobody that you got touched. But I'm one that's standing here as a voice, big, bad, and bold, and tell you, man, you can live your life to the fullest degree. There's going to be some issues that you got to process and work through. But, man, you normal, you human, and this thing happened to you, but it does not define you. It Absolutely. doesn't define you. It just right. happened to you. You understand? Right. And so you ought to be open to that conversation. Really, I'm speaking to men because it's us that take this to our grave because we don't want to be judged as homosexual. Right. Oh, right. 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 a man, a man stuck his penis in you? Yeah, nigga, but I didn't want it. Right. Right. I mean, stuck right. a knife on him and throw. He, it's kind of hard to fight that blade. You're going right. to give him the blade or this penis. Which one you want? The blade. <laughs> Damn, right? <laughs> so we're going to go to the comment. Um, the blade. <laughs> I'm getting cut <laughs> to the white meat blow. I think I'm still getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. We need to find a way. Well, uh, we 
Go back to where she came in at.
talk to your wife about it. Y'all sit down, have a conversation. Because, see, sometimes it's a one-way conversation when it needs to be a two-way conversation. So she can understand a little bit better what's going on. And y'all can work through these things. Because, see, as a woman, when you don't, when you don't, you know, really conversate with us about what's going on. And make my understand. Right. But the, but the other thing, the the main woman in my life at that time, like I ain't tell my mom until like two years ago. That turned into yeah, a big yeah. ass argument. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Why you ain't tell me then? This and that. That ain't happening to you. You know what I'm saying? All that is still, I still hold on to that. That's like a hurt. Like somebody tell you, I don't believe you. That yeah. hurts. Okay. Okay. Hey, before, before we go to Barbara, let me say something. Um, Barbara, we gonna we gonna give you like one or two minutes just to do your thing. Um, okay. But, but I want to say this um, to Claude um, because you know he got his wife sitting next to him, and I'm telling you, man, I had to deal with this thing, you know, with my wife, and it, it was many conversations. And by you saying you just told your mama them two years ago, I told my mama them almost thirty years ago, and I'm still tripping about it. And it does affect you when you tell people that supposed to love you and trust you and they question you. That will shake you to the core of, well, man, who can I really trust? So then the wife's going to be the first one to catch the weight of it because that's who the closest to you. And so I feel like it's only right and fair that you have that conversation with her, you know, not on the podcast, but y'all just, and not, and it's not one conversation. It's, uh, it's a thousand mini conversations. They say, hey, babe, this is what I'm feeling today. My wife is so in tune with me. Now she'll say, are you okay today? Mm-hmm. Like, And I look at her sometimes like, what showed you I wasn't all right? I'm ironing these clothes to go get this money. I'm just asking. I just want to make sure you're good. I'm good. So it's it's it's, 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 like, that. it's like that, man. But Barbara, um, we're going to get a flow. Flow to you and, uh, and text can manage that conversation. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, I wanted to just say, um, growing up, my mother had to work, so you know she was single mother. I had two big brothers. Everybody in Richmond Heights know Joe Mortimer, and I had an older brother. He went to the service. Um, we had a neighbor stay across the street. I was six. He had to be twenty. So from. <sighs> To 13, I was forced to do anything that a man wants you to do in the bed. And when I cry and say, I don't want to do things, of course, they know how to manipulate your mind. Oh, your family not going to want you no more. Your mama going to throw you out. You six. So you don't know if this stuff is true. So then as I got older, started going to school, I didn't like boys. I didn't want boyfriends. I didn't want to be around no boy. Now, imagine being raped by your neighbor and then you got a family member now as you're growing up. Your body is changing. You're getting the breasts and everything. Now I'm being forced to have sex with a cousin. So I'm getting it from both ends. And then you don't talk to your family about these things because you don't supposed to. Right. You're just supposed to overlook it. My cousins died from AIDS. For me, I didn't like sex. 
didn't want to have sex. To do stuff over and over and over. And even as I got I, I, I nothing, the relationship was over. So those was my experience. That's why I said I kind of agree with what Rosetta was saying is because I seen the difference in me and my cousin. I shunned away from sex. Being raped put them to sex. They were on people's doors in the house with the neighbors. With others, they have money, the first thing they offer for sex. So, uh, yeah. letting it all out, you know, being and raped. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. Uh, and then you know, and then we'll move on to the next um, person. This question I want to ask you is, what uh, you you explain how um, how it affects your interpersonal relationship as it relates to your family, but how did that affect you going into adulthood as far as in relationships, getting married, or anything like that? I don't know what your history is, but right. how did that how did that affect you? Um, I'm getting. With my husband at that time, I was married to. He really understood my situation because we grew up together. As Who got I, mom, I, man? Who got a TV on? I think that's um <laughs> might be at Barbara House. That's blow. That's blow. Not me. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Go so ahead, Barbara. I'm sorry. That's okay. As I got older, um, I felt. Like I say, your body go to changing and everything. And that's basically all men's make me feel I was good for. Sex. Sex. So as I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, maybe this is all I'm supposed to be on earth for. It's just sex. Because if I meet somebody, the first thing, oh, you so fine, you got a beautiful shape, boom, it needs to what can you do in the bed? Mm. Never my education, me, you know, can you cook? Can you clean? No. It was always, can I bend you over? Mm. Can, can you give me head? That type of stuff. So at some point, I felt like maybe Don't this is what God put me here for. I'm thinking the same thing, Rev. Don't even do he bad not <laughs> Blow, unmute, unmute, blow, unmute. I didn't even say anything. Yeah, you was. We was thinking. We know what you was thinking. You shot out, boy. In the process, um, I thank God for opening my eyes and showing me that I am worthy. I am not a body. I am a human being. And I had to learn to forgive those people. But I can say the young man that raped me when he died, and I didn't know how to feel. I think I even shared it with Barbara. I said he died. And a part of me was like, okay, you know. Good. 
Well, yeah. uh, I, I, I think I said this to Sonia, Victims are concerned. Um, 
so, so, so when it's done to when it's done to someone, and they don't uh-huh. they don't have help or nobody to turn to or or seek or seek help uh, upon, they might. Uh, what if they 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 like you know they what if they tend to like what's done what's been done to them. That happens. That's why they probably do it to others. You I, I, I believe. This? I believe that happens. Yeah. Me personally, I haven't met anyone that um, has been molested and literally said they liked what happened to them. But I do well, honestly well, believe that um, some of them people. I'm not gonna say they liked it. They accepted it. That's what mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. They accepted mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And like, and it goes back to what Rose said. Some of those people think mm-hmm. what was done to them might not have been wrong, or, or, or they they now have mental issues about what happened to them, and they're thinking it's okay, and they continuing that that bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or it's like this: hurt people, hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. There you go. You know what I'm there saying? Mm-hmm. No. Let me let me, let me let me say this, below. I work I work at a um a boys facility. Um, I, I basically ran this facility. They had about two hundred young men uh, in a level six juvenile program, and so it afforded me the opportunity to be able to sit down with kids. And so, at one time in the last few years I was there, man, we started getting an influx. That's when this homosexuality thing started exploding amongst the youth uh, back in like uh, twenty. I mean, not uh, 2007, 2008, like that. And so, it was like, I mean, they was coming in flaming hot Cheetos. It wasn't even no undercover. They was, you know, thinking they thick and all that. It was just, it would blow my mind. Like, boy, what happened to you? And so I got a chance to uh, uh, sit down with them. I got all these little gay boys in a conference room. And I just, coming from a ministerial standpoint, um, I say, tell me about your background. Because I knew my background, right? And so they start each and every one of them said they were molested or sexually abused as a child, right? Damn. And I'm going to add this part on there. Uh, and after it's, as each one told me, each one broke down and cried, right? And then one of them, who was really a flaming hot cheat over real, he said, uh, I think that have a lot to do with why I'm gay. Because, and I'm going to say this, out of all of those boys, I think about five of them that, that really got a chance to break them down psychologically. And one boy was getting molested by a family member. I think it was his dad's brother. Hmm. All right? And he's, now all the time, this, this dad brother coming to visit him, we just say, I mean, that's an awesome uncle. Uh, you know, he coming to visit his nephew every other week, and you know, he bringing him stuff. Until one day, we intercepted a letter that was written from the uncle. No, from him to the uncle. And he giving all these platitudes about how he in love with him. And it get to a point that he molested that boy so long, this boy now had fallen in love with his uncle. So the mm-hmm. uncle that was coming to the facility, they were actually not at this point love. Him. Mm-hmm. And so wow. to kind of answer your question, it's, it's like sex. Think about sex this way. Because now everybody in the anal sex, everybody even eat booty. I, ain't, I don't get it, but that's what they like. I like Chinese food. I don't like booty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I ain't I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't to that level yet. I ain't going to freak. Fresh out the shower, ain't. 
I'm about to say, don't hate on the ones that do, though, because Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Wrong with you. But, but think about just just ten years ago, black folk wasn't even talking about this. Right. We should have talking about all this stuff, but now we into it. As as as, as homosexuality has grown, it's become more of an accepted thing. And so now, when people are having these things happen to them, they're easily accepting it as I'm gay, I'm homo- I'm homosexual, yeah. and and just like sex, sex feel good. You know what I'm saying? And so, I've just said somebody doing this thing to you. Like, when that lady was doing what she doing to me, I didn't feel like I was being molested. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, time to get some head. Here we go. All right? Then I'm coming out of there back to the yard playing tango. Oh, I go see. It was all good. Hey, 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 bro. I can't wait till tomorrow. Hey, one cheek's tightened up. Nothing coming out. I go and then we had them little shorts back in the day. <laughs> Tidy whities. Yeah. So I feel like them boys catching that penis like that, they got used to it and they start liking it. Think about how many people now in our community that's having anal sex. You know, let me let me stop you for a minute. Um uh, uh, it's not that they started liking it. They started liking the way their body was responding and did not mm. understand. That's what people uh, got to understand. Uh-huh. Although these were children, their bodies were responding in a certain way that their mind couldn't understand. Right, right. And they started liking exactly. it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and who's to say them little boys, had they never been touched, they probably wouldn't even been gay. I, that's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Um, Ro, I see uh, uh, hold on, Ro. Bob, 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 because the main thing is, we want to let you know, sis, hey, guess what? And I'm finding out even some of my co-hosts, me too, sis, but you're going to be all right. You're already all right. Right. So we're going to walk this thing out together, step by step. And um, uh, uh, and uh, Sister Miller done already provided some outreach opportunities of uh, different groups that we can reach out to. Um uh, and she put that on the page. Yeah, she putting it up there. It's All called, right. And so, yeah, go, awesome. go, go ahead. Uh, uh, it's, it's, called, it's called Rain, uh, 1-800-656-HOPE. It's a 24-hour hotline. This is a national hotline. You can call from anywhere. So people that are here in Indianapolis watching, people in Georgia that are watching with Roe, you can call this 1-800 number from anywhere, and you can get help. Also... Also, there's Celebrate Recovery. Um, it's a Christian-based recovery center. It's not like AAA or anything like that. You go in there. Um, they have meetings at all different churches around any city in the United States. Right. And I'm going to just go ahead and throw that out there. And for those of you that want some help right at home, you know, you got you got big ass. Um, one thing I do know about the Rev and one thing I will say um 
he just so y'all know he hold a lot of secrets so whatever you guys go to talk to to the reb about that is between you the reb and god i want you to know that that is a safe place that you can go to and you can speak to the reb about anything uh but for those men out there that are dealing with this issue and you fighting this issue alone the whole reason by behind the reb wanting to do this big aunt wanting to do this is to let you know that you are not alone um, there are a lot of men out there and it's like, like he said, you know, you got to, um, first want help. That's the first thing. And then you could definitely go, go to the rib and discuss this issue with him. And like he said, he don't know everything, but he'll show us how to help you get through it. Go ahead, rib. I ain't want to take too, I, you know, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. You know, so I'm gonna say always advocate for you. I'm gonna say this in closing for myself because you know we gotta wrap it up soon. Mm -hmm. But I want to say this because Claude opened up something that we gonna dig into uh, more on next week, and that is the anybody that's been through molestation understands the powerlessness that you feel. Matter of fact, even Barbara uh, alluded to it how she felt powerless in the situation, and I think a lot of what the rebuff that comes from us, this is, I'm talking about an interpersonal relationship, is that finally in my life, I have the power to say no. I have the power to not do anything I don't want to do. Now, because we've been through this, sometimes it go too far because then you've wound up neglecting a mate or going into areas that like, hey, you, you're not being agreeable. You're not being cooperative. You're just being bullheaded and you almost look for an excuse because anything can be worked through. So I want to just begin to peel back that part of the onion of the powerlessness that we have felt. And that now that we are grown and, and of substance as far as age is concerned and, and, and experience is concerned, that we've learned that, hey, I have authority over my body. But then that thing gets to a place where if you got a husband or a wife, that could be a problem. Yeah. Because then if your husband or your wife is saying, hey, I I want you sexually and I don't want to go to anybody else. I want you. Mm -hmm. Then that's got to either be a reaction to that that's responsible or there got to be, you got to take them draws off. Let's go. Mm -hmm. All right. And you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, sis. And I want to just say something real quick. I want to go to the comments. I know we got to bring London in, but Antonio Slepp Robinson, he, um, in all caps, said, man, this topic here touched home with me. Now, this is people from our community. Yeah. And um, let me say, when I say our community, I'm talking about whether it's Richmond Heights, Kauai, it don't matter. Um, exactly. You know, Yolanda's from up north in the city part, and, you know, Barbara's from Richmond Heights all of us and you know we we need to reach these people we need to reach these people because people still hurting and they're adults you know they're still hurting their adults and you know we need to heal our community or help them heal at least help try to help them heal because right. i'm looking at these comments and you know um people sharing their experience and um you know they're not afraid they're not saying who did it and that's fine but we know something has happened and we need to try to help our people. Right. So that's why we need to be Go ahead, bro. I was saying that's why we need to be nice to each other, man. You never know what a person has gone through or is going through. So, you know, it, it's always good to be cordial and, and just, you know, 
You know what I mean? Because people, people hurt now. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, blow, and blow, that's so real, man, because I often do this when I minister. Like, even I was at, I did a funeral the other day, Blow. And in the mm-hmm. middle of the funeral, this was on Friday morning, in the middle of the funeral, you know, they got the, the mama done passed away, the brother and sister sitting on the front row. And and I, I say, listen, I, I, I say, I'm getting ready to sit down. So I ain't going to be able to talk no more. I say, but before I sit down, I want you to just look at your neighbor and say, I love you. That's and it. So, and so they, so they all did it. Immediately, just by saying those three words, the whole room had a huge smile on their face. And so something as simple as a gesture of affection um, in a kind way, we call it random acts of kindness. Just say, mm-hmm. hey, I love you. Or, hey, bro, how you doing? You don't know what that. people going through. And who would have known that Barbara Mortimer went through that? I see her name all the time on Facebook. Who would have known that Barbara Cockrum went through what she went through? Who would have known that Claude and uh, and Sonia went through what they went through? Many know that I, because I've shared it, but by my personality and how I am, you would have never thought mm-hmm. I've been through this type of trauma. But it's been by the grace of God that... Um, I made it this far, and since he decided to help me to make it this far, it's my job, and I feel like my duty to help anybody else make it as well. Amen. And Antonio responded back. He said, this is one of the reasons that he stayed high. I was trying to medicate to keep from thinking about it, and like Blow said, you never know what a person is going through. Wow. Wow. Antonio, I'm here to tell you. We love wow. you. You you know you know. You already know, bro. Yeah. He's yeah, back in the hospital, you. guys. And, and we, we know that you've been in the hospital, and we wish you um well recoveries. And we here, you know, and we just a a, a a messenger away. You can reach out to any one of us on this panel, but definitely reach out to um to the rail. You know what I'm saying? And you guys touch those bases and hit those points that you need to hit on. Because we all need that one sure. person that we can go and we can talk to, definitely. Yeah, now, amazing, amazing sure. show. I know we got to get ready to wrap up because we got to bring London on. Yeah, but, but before I, I, um, before we bring London on, Rev, and I don't mean to cut you off, Sonia, can we do our act of kindness so we can make our announcements about the Trump party and the um, feeding the homeless and crime right quick? And then we can wrap everything up with London. Why is she doing that? What, again, Rip? Yeah, I was about yeah, to yeah, yeah. Before you before you do that, um, I just want to tell men specifically. This is to my my my, my, my brothers. Hey man, I'm saying and I'm gonna say it loud. Me too. Me too. Right? Well, guess what? You can't you can't leave it there. You can't stay there because as a man, um, not only does your family need you. Your community needs you. Your community needs you. There are, there are qualities in you, and, and I hate to get spiritual, but I have to say it at this time. There, the, the enemy tried to destroy you. He tried to put you in a place where you would not be effective with your purpose and design in this earth. But I'm here to tell you today, brother, if you just open your mouth and say, me too, grab that thing, you take hold of it, and you turn what the devil meant for evil into a good to help somebody else, and you will then get your recovery. I'm telling you, 
You cannot be afraid. You can't stay in the closet. You can't hide in the cabassier bottle. You can't hide on the, on the end of a bump of powder. You can't hide in no lace. You can't hide uh, sucking and eating somebody's booty. You got to stand in the mirror and say to yourself, hey, man, I, I'm sorry, bro. I'm, I have this issue, and I'm going to win. I am a winner. You can't hide with sex. You can't hide with the TV promiscuity. off. Immediate. You can't hide with just being mean and nasty as a protective measure. You got to come out, and what's gonna happen, man, is you're gonna discover how amazing you are as an individual. Because y'all gonna feel the same way I feel, or I have felt. Text. Listen to this text. Check this out. Text. Check this out. I'm gonna get close so y'all can hear. Check this out. There've been times when somebody would say, "Hey, ain't, hey, man, boy, I ain't wanna say nothing to you, cause boy, you look so mean." Mm-hmm. Check this out. But what they don't know is my story. But in my heart, I feel like I'm one of the best individuals you could have in your life. But oftentimes it didn't it doesn't translate because we don't open our mouth. We just walk around with our problems on our face, and all people see is that image. But right. you, sir, you sir are a great man. You, sir, have attributes that people have yet to even understand how awesome, awesome and amazing you can be. I'm speaking to you, sir. I'm not you. I'm talking to the dude next to you and the dude behind you. We need you. It, it, my voice cannot be the only voice. You got to be able to come out and say what happened to you because what happened to you is not you. It's just something that happened to you. It don't mean you gay. If you are gay, man, that's your booty. Do what you want to do with it. I can't do it. I'm just sorry. I love women. But I ain't hating on you. Do you. But as far as an interpersonal relationship and those skills, you got to develop them. You can't be keep on being nasty and in a closet and don't want to talk to nobody because you don't want to tell nobody what happened to you. Man, you are an amazing individual. God created you in secret. There's, there's a part of your life that belongs to us. We were created for one another. And if, and if the enemy's plan is successful, it will be successful because you allowed it to be successful. Man, you got to open up. You got to become who God made you to be in spite of what the devil tried to do to you. Amen. Amen. What? Amen. You said, you, boy, you said that. Well, on that note, um, for these uh, gentlemen that want to reach out to you to seek help, how can they do that? Um. Uh, um, Sonya put up a, a little helpline, but I know that thing that can be very impersonal. Right. Mm -hmm. people, people want an opportunity to talk to somebody they can trust. Now, I'm telling you about one thing. Uh, people say, hey, I can tell you anything. Man, you'll never tell no secrets. I'm going to give y'all the inside mm -hmm. on my secret. My secret is half the time I don't even remember what you told me. So that's why I ain't never told them because I don't right. even remember. <laughs> so, so, but it's been working for me. Praise God. Um, but if anybody want to reach out to me, man, I work at Second Baptist Church. Um, uh, you can call me over at the office Monday through Friday. No, don't call me on Friday. I, I, I don't be trying to get on Friday. But uh, Monday, Monday through Thursday from about 9 to 4.30, you can get me. And, man, we can have a conversation. Uh, you can call my cell phone, which the church paid for, so that's a community phone, 786-510-4247. Or just call over to the church, Second Baptist Church, and ask for Reverend Ankrum, and they'll just, just put you right on through, man. We can have a conversation, man. And even if you're having a, a rough day, a rough time, I've had individuals interrupt me while I was eating my McDonald's and say, I want to take all these pills and kill myself. 
Now, God knows I put them on hold and finished my sandwich and came back and said, now, if you're still here, that means you really want to live. So, right. Uh, but if you're gone, I wasn't going to be able to help you no way. He was going to jump anyway. So I let me finish this sandwich. But all jokes aside, man, reach out to me. I got you, man. I'm here for you. But guess what? I'm only one man. Because after you get reached, somebody got to have to call you. Somebody going to have to be able to talk to you about what you've been through in order to help him. I'm just one link in this huge chain. Today, we I'm specifically speaking to brothers because I know, man, we don't talk about it. And it's affecting us in our homes. It's affecting us with our kids. It's affecting us with our wives. It's affecting us on our jobs. And it's affecting us with our overall success. So, man, it's our time in this world to take over this world. And it starts with our own mental health. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you ready, Sonia? Uh, real quick, we want to touch on the uh, trunk party. And along with this trunk party, we will be doing a fish fry. And all the proceeds will be going to our... Um, Charitable donations would help feeding the um, people in Perrine. But we're starting with the trunk party on May 21st at Second Baptist from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Where you can drop off these items that are listed. We will gift one student from Richmond Heights and one student from Perrine. Uh, me, Sonia, and now we include the Reb are going to start working on drop off places for know. those people that might be out of town. We're going to be working on that during this week and have more information for you on that. And on May 22nd, we will be in Perrine feeding the homeless. Uh, we are asking for volunteers. Come on out. I know Derek Hanna said he's coming all the way from Georgia to help Oops, feed the Derek. homeless Absolutely. in um, Perrine. So we want to thank you on that Um Derek Hanna for uh, coming, but we definitely want to get out in the communities. We want to make a difference. You know, we want to not just talk the talk, but we want to walk the walk as, uh, as well. So for those that want to send cash donations, you can send cash donations to the Heights, dollar sign, the Heights Project. Um, it, it one, two, three dollars, whatever you could give, it'll make a difference. Trust us. But we will be out at um in front inside Jay's funeral home parking lot. I'm sorry. And big shout out to Jay's. I called them. They said whatever we need, tables, chairs, they was with it. They were willing to um it was come on, let's do this. It wasn't no well, let, well, let me see or nothing. They was right on board to help. So um, like I said, reach out to us if, if you want to be a volunteer to help feed the homeless, we can use your help definitely. Thank you, Sonia. Now, let's bring in our black boss market, Miss London Miller. Hi. First, I want to say uh, tomorrow for everybody, it's London's birthday, so we're going to give London a shout out today. Happy birthday, boo boo. Happy, birthday, Happy birthday. So, Miss London, what you got going on? I just got a couple of questions. Um, If you could tell us, what made you start London A? Why did you get into London A? Um, so the reason why I started is basically because there was this doll that I had and um, it broke. So first I started out with soap, but then um, after that, 
my parents took me to like this event i forgot what it's called but they took me to this event in the mall and basically i saw a bunch of kids like selling stuff and then i don't know what made me choose lemonade but i just went up to my parents i said i want to sell lemonade okay okay and then um tell everybody what was how was your first experience because i've been following you from when you first started you know until your biggest supporter you know (laughs) but um tell everybody what was your first experience like when you first started and you made that first sale how did that make you feel um i felt nervous but i was excited at the same time because like that was new for me right Okay, okay. And then how did you come up with all your flavors? My dad. Oh, okay. Dad helped you out. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, for um I know you got a lot of supporters out there and um I have with me Melon Breeze Lemonade. Um the blue gangster is gone. <laughs> uh, I told you. <laughs> right. Wait, 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 wait Claude. I, I, I gotta I gotta fight my kids. I gotta beat my kids. I know this. They, they, I told this you. This is the first thing Johnny said. Oh my god, that blue stuff tastes like Uh, what would you say to them 
I know for you, uh, your biggest support has been your mom and dad. And I tell them all the time, um, I think they're doing a fantastic job with you. So I take my hat off to Claude and Sonia because there's a lot of things kids can be doing out there. And they got you doing something positive. So big ups to them on that. But for you, um, talking to kids your age, how what type of... Um, uh, uh, information or what would you share with them as far as if they want to wanting to get into entrepreneurship what would you tell them um, what I would tell them never give up on your dreams never let anybody tell you you can't do this you can't do that you know just get in there what you if you want to do something then you have to work hard for it there you go that's what I'm talking about that's what I'm talking about. Well, we want to say thank you, London, for coming aboard. And once again, if, if somebody want to get this fantastic London A, where they got to go? To my website. And what's your website? MyLondonAid.com. All right. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from the horse's mouth. The <laughs> owner, London A. Thank Hold on, little girl. Much. I got I to gotta have witnesses. What kind of car we getting? What? What kind of car we going to get? Oh, we going to get, get a donk. <laughs> you gotta listen to what she say though. What what the car gonna look like? We gonna get the four original flavors. We gonna Lots of money, so I can get some of mine back. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anybody? Okay. Tell them if anybody want to donate or uh, give you some birthday money, where they send it to? Your, what's your cash, cash app? Cash app. Cash app. Cash app. Clark K. Miller. No. <laughs> Dollar no. sign in front of that. Cash app. No. No. Spell it out. Thank you. Y'all heard it. Y'all want to uh, cash out London some money for a birthday? It's dollar sign, my London aid. 
But guess who did her website? We got everything oh, right here. Uh, <laughs> can you let little cousin get the I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sick of you right now, Clock. You did your thing, baby. You did your thing, okay? This for you. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm gone. I love you. Right here. Bye. 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 Bye, sweetie. All right, Reb, what we got coming up? She's doing it big. I like when she went down um, when that um, condominium collapsed on Miami Beach. She um, went yeah. down and gave out um, London aid to um, the police, the first responders and everything like that. That was good. That I mean, she's London's young, but she's way mentally mature you know far far beyond her years and hey all y'all listeners everybody's watching right now y'all go to that website and um order if she has a special package on there right now go ahead and hit that order like i did and um have it shipped or they can deliver it you know my london aid y'all hit it up i'm gonna um read a couple of comments yolanda uh rainy said london you're so beautiful Sarah Jane said happy birthday. Uh, the Rev say all right now. Uh, LaWanda Petty said that uh, she was doing her order for her and her son right now. And Antonio Slaprock said, I'm so proud of you, London. But I tip my hat to your wonderful parents. You are truly blessed to have them in your life, baby girl. So um, big ups to the, to the Miller family. Thank you, guys. Hey, um, I'm, I'm ready for you to... Some when I come down, I want some of your barbecue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say that I'm in my feelings all this time. I'm saying happy birthday to London, and I put myself on mute. I just realized I was on mute. Because so, uh, you know how to get something for free, you just gotta help them pack up. <laughs> 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 let me say this. I want to say I'm all the way in Indianapolis. But I heard the turnout at Parine was wonderful. Yeah. I heard y'all did y'all thing. So um, yeah. talk about that a little bit, um, Rip, and let everybody know when it'll be back. Uh, yeah, um, I wish Sonia could pull up the flyer for this coming Thursday, and she created them. That, la that lady right there is super talented. She is. Uh, she is. Sonia Miller. So uh, she has helped me with a lot of things on my for my business, and uh, I appreciate her. And so I see her business in that way growing. I don't even know if she see it as a business, but I think she should because I think she get paid doing it. Well, just, just so you know, Rev, I, I promote it as a business for her, whether she see yeah. it or not. Right, because <laughs> there's there's a lot of money in that, in yes. that business. Um, because we talking about you, Sonya. As everything becomes digital, those things are going to be very, uh, uh, make people a lot of money. Yeah. But as, as it relates to the actual uh, venue, it, it was hosted by Felicia Pratt of Heavenly Corn. And so it was at the church, but it was her thing. And so she coordinated what she's going to call um, food, what is it, food, food truck Thursdays? Yeah. And so now I don't have a food truck. I got a Silverado, but Obama so set up the tents. And so it was a great venue, great um, vendors. And man, the turnout was awesome. And I believe everybody had the same uh, results i sold out in two and a half hours um i know the lady next to me um 
Solomon Bragg's mom wrote, uh, she, she sold out, I forgot the name of her business, but she sold out. I know Heavenly Corn always does well. I don't know how Woe did. Oh, uh, Woe sold out. I, I talked to him. He said he sold out too. Right. So yeah. everybody did well. Um, so we'll all be back again on this Thursday. And not only this Thursday, but every Thursday that is to follow as long as, you know, we get the support that we need. We're asking that everybody come out, man. That money you would spend, that Popeye's, Burger King, and all that, man. Come spend it with your folk, man. Let's right. start having our money to recirculate in our own communities. I, I ain't hating on nobody else's community, but, man, they be doing it big, and we be playing games. Right. And uh, so we need to have that money to recirculate. And I do every, the best that I can to spend my money with people that look like me. It's not a racial thing. It's just keeping the money in the game for a little while. Like, uh, I have my home girl from Healthy Mills to go, uh, Chef Tabri. Tabri, yes. Yeah, I, I, I buy food from her all the time, you know. Uh, even at one time, now I did something real crazy. Because she sold me something, and I said, how much? She said, $6. I said, sis, you ain't charging enough. For what you're giving me, I'll pay $10 for this. But here go these $6, though. Right. <laughs> um, but I wanted her to understand the value of her product. Right. Because you know I mean? sometimes we be so concerned with... And I'm going to talk, let me get real close to talk to some of you black folks. Because y'all be tripping. So y'all will come to us and say, that's too much. Your real sandwich, $11. But then y'all will go to Sonny's and pay them $17. I ain't understanding that. And so, yeah, my sister raised that price from 6 to 10 to 11 to 12 Guess what? I paid that money as happily as ever because I want to be a support to my community. You understand? So somebody say London Aid, oh, it's $5. Man, man, get up off them funky $5 and get right. that lemonade and stop playing, that, man. That's but right, they, they'll see, go to the club and get a good shot glass like this of Hennessy for $15. For $15. Yeah, well, let, me, let, me, let me say this, too, and what I need people in the community to understand. It ain't just the white people gas going up. It's, it, you know, black people gas going up, too. The cost of food, it's not just going up for white folks. It's going up for black folks, too. So when you go to these establishments and they had to increase their prices two to three dollars, yeah. it's it's not that oh they think they doing something. No, no. they have That's to pay right. the cost. That's right. That's right. Bring you these things and service you things. That's these right. things. So they they have to make money on the back end. Ain't nobody That's trying right. to rip nobody off. But I see it personally where they will go out there to Popeyes and McDonald's and spend forty fifty dollars on four hamburgers and. Four drinks and four French fries. But when you go to these fender fender trucks, yep. you're getting way more than four hamburgers, four French fries, and a medium drink. And let's not forget them French fries. You can take and pour them in each container, and you'll still get the same amount of French fries in each container. So they're ripping y'all. I see y'all complain about that McDonald's in Richmond Heights, 90 going north. But y'all will keep going right back to that same McDonald's, giving them people your money, and you're not getting the service. Service. Serve. That's right. When right. these when these black owners are out here, and and I need to say this: stop associating all black businesses when you experience something at one black business. Let me let me say that again: stop associating all black businesses together when you experience one bad experience from one black owner. They're not all the same. Trust me. I, 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 I get customers that text me and I ask them, uh, can I call you? I don't text. I think text is impersonal. I, I, you can't really 
listen or hold see on, what, or hear what that person's trying to say. So I don't yeah, do text. But I, I, I don't want to get onto that subject. Yeah, but I need y'all to know and understand when we need to keep our money, black money. It makes a difference in this economy. I need to say that again. We need to keep our money, black money. It makes a difference in economy. So we got you, blow. Okay, blow. Yeah, you have a, you have a good day. All right, blow. Love you, man. Yeah, but go ahead. Right, man. I'm, sur- man. I, I'm surprised you lasted this long. Yeah. I thought you would have been left and bumped the cowboy. Yeah, man, this was a good show, man. This, 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 this was an eye opener, man. This, oh yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, what Barb? What Barbara still on now? Yeah, Barbara Mortimer or Barbara Crocker. Barbara, Barbara Mortimer. No, she gone. Oh, she's still okay. on the live. She's still on the live, though, but she's not on the on the panel. Okay, all right, I'll inbox her. Okay. Right, look. <laughs> <laughs> look, told you. <laughs> nah, nah. I, 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 I can't stand, bro. I ain't never been that bold, like, to really ask no woman, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm such a such. Give me some head. I ain't never met. I ain't never been that bold. You won't do it now? Hey, I want to read a a comment from what Barbara was talking about. So, LaWanda Petty said, I've had plenty of people saying my prices are too high. So, I tell them, sorry, but not sorry. This is is custom made. This is custom items. And my time and I pour my sweet and my sweat and tears into what I'm doing. I have cried plenty of nights. If something I do don't come out the way I want it. Right. That is true. Because I remember she was making something for Barbara. And she wouldn't send it out because it wasn't quite right. The way she right. Wanted. Right. So um, when people put their, um, you know, their time Diamond and effort. In. Yeah, they put it into it. Then, you know. Pay them for what they work. You know, Luanda make yeah. t-shirts, she make tumblers, she make a whole lot. Why are you she stroking the cup um, like that? Um, Domino said she did cup, a whole lot of stuff, you? you know. And I too was doing t-shirts and everything like that. And people were like, oh, well, that's too high. I could go to the store and buy it, but you're not going to get the type of quality, quality. that yeah. we give, you know. So I just want to say to Luanda... Keep doing what you're doing, niece. You're doing wonderful. And if they don't want to play, play guess what? Somebody, Somebody else will. Somebody else will. So right, you keep right. doing and stop crying. Don't cry all the time. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Get off I my friend. You. Get off my friend. I love you. <laughs> I, love, I love my niece. Beige, what's in your That's cup? It ain't that. Uh, my, right. What's in my cup is what? mullen tea with uh, lemon and agave. I woke up with a uh, sore throat. I bet you my, did. My, <laughs> I, I, I sure wouldn't. So my FMLA paperwork ain't kicked in yet. <laughs> yeah. So what's wrong with your throat it. now? So what happened to your throat? Because you said you were playing hooky with um Black Johnny. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what Black Johnny? Why well, I asked throat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He lubricated that thing wrong or something. Hey, hey. Don't start cutting the food. This is not alcohol. 
Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Turn off the lights. <laughs> but, um, you want to close us out, Brad? What we got going on? Well, man, listen, we're going to pick this conversation up on next week. And uh, I hope we get home on time because next week, communion Sunday, so they get out of church late. Uh, but, you know, I, I, even if I have to get on drive riding from the church, I'm going to get on because... This is a very important conversation. We're going to dig just a little bit deeper um, yep. next week. Okay. And so uh, I want those that have listened um, today to really sit down and think about getting better and what getting better looks like. And even though you might say, well, I'm over that. No, you ain't over that. You're still mean and nasty. And you ain't had no therapy. And it's affecting your relationship. Just nobody don't want to. T- they don't got used to you being mean. And now it's just you. And then you and you go be home crying by yourself, wonder why nobody don't understand you, because you ain't acting like the real you. You acting out what has happened to you. So we are. I'm on a personal crusade to help people get better. And when I say that, I'm not saying that, and as in the sense that I'm perfect, because I'm still working on me. But I know what it took for me to get where I am. And so you have to start somewhere. And some of these marriages are going to get better. Hey, man, you got to hunch that lady. Hey, you got to hunch that man. Um, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. Close on. Hey, hunch first. <laughs> and then, guess me, if you hunch and them pants get hot enough, you going to take them off. <laughs> then I got my drawers on. <laughs> so y'all be blessed, man, and just understand that you are not what happened to you. In all seriousness, you yeah. are not what happened to you. You are what God created. It's on the inside of you. And I want to at least be the catalyst for that happening, for what's inside of you coming out so all of us can see the beautiful human that you are. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you, LaWanda. LaWanda say, uh, girl, that tea Barbara, Barbara got is off the chain. Thank you. I do sell this mullein tea on my website for bad fruity ginger shot. Uh, and it is very good. So uh, if you guys want to go on there and try it, you can. Um, but that's that will promote me another day. The day about London. I ain't going to even. That makes, I'm, I'm excited about yeah. doing the, uh, the um, Feed the Homeless and everything. I'm really excited yeah. about that. I'm I am funny. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. I forgot to mention um, London Aid will be uh, serving lo- um, lemonade, London Aid, I'm sorry, um, when we do the fish fry at the church on the 21st and she mm-hmm. with her uh management team permission she was granted to give some of the proceeds to our cause of feeding the homeless and we got other um events we got coming up so y'all be prepared yeah. we we working behind working hard behind the scenes um we got other events coming up to build bridges and make our community closer make relationships amongst each other's family even closer so we got some things coming up and we very excited about it and um we just want y'all to be on the lookout dhp we coming through we coming through. you know what we are, and I'm going to do something. I'm going to do a challenge, y'all, real quick. So everybody that's watching, I know we got like 12 people on, but everybody that's watching, I want to challenge you to do something. When we come down in May, and we're doing the fish fry and the, the um, feed the homeless, I challenge you, each one of y'all, to go out and tell 20 people to come by and support us buying uh, fish sandwiches, whatever we're going to sell. Um, 
and support us because we're doing this for our community and we want to see all y'all show up. That's so wow. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, y'all. So. Thank you guys for watching. We yeah. really appreciate it. This was a wonderful <laughs> show, man. This was a wonderful show. This I was a well needed yes. show. Yes, well yes, needed. it was. was, it was. And like um, say, say we're going to continue on because this just peeling the, you know, we just starting to peel the layers back off the onion. So, um, and if you do, you can reach out to anybody on this podcast. You know, if you feel more comfortable reaching out to Rev or K-Love or Brick or Beige, you know, or myself, reach out you know we can get the message across and we'll collectively talk about oh, it oh man um we will what's um, the matter sonia tawana uh, riley dixie um dixie tawana riley and cynthia mama um died today uh, tony t- tony tawana riley they stayed on us one yeah i mean not us one they stay on 150 uh, 112th lincoln boulevard yeah Wow, we, we send our condolences. Wow, yeah. Yeah, we I definitely send our condolences. Wow. Yeah. I, I tell you. Then this, this just shows you life is so short, you know. You hear one minute, go on the next, you know. So yeah. we got to, you know, we got to continue to pray for one another. And we stay prayed up because there's a lot of forces coming against us um, nowadays with everything that's going on. So. Let's just keep doing to our podcast. Let's just keep doing what we're doing because I see this. this we we finna do some things. We're going some places. Amen. Yeah, going some yeah. places. All right, and y'all Rev. keep watching. Y'all keep watching. Rev, you want to take us out with the with the with the, with the with, with 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 the spirit for the week? What you got for people for the week? What, what's what's their challenge for the week, Rev? You got anything? Hey, Amen. My my challenge for the week will um spring off of what Blow said. So since he's not here, I'll use his thoughts. And that is, man, being kind is the simplest thing that we can do, but it, it, it carries a lot of weight. And uh, I know I strongly believe in doing nice things for people, taking people out, buying people things. doing. You know, money to me is, you know, it's important, but it's not as important as people. And so I might spend a few dollars over what I want to spend, but if it brings a smile to somebody's face, man, it means the world to me. So I want to ask everyone to just have, perform a random act of kindness this week. And I, you may not have the money to spend, but let somebody skip you in the line at Publix or Winn-Dixie or wherever you shop. Um, let somebody cut in front of you in traffic. Um, these are just random acts of kindness. Nobody you know, but it's just a way of adding some love from a standpoint. Uh, let, give your wife $50 that she wasn't expecting. You know what I mean? Tell her don't spend that money on nobody else but herself. Rep, say, give me $50. You wouldn't expect that. Just ask <laughs> Or take your I, wife on a date. Wait a minute. I, Income I, taxes I, done I, came I, in, Rep. What, what was I, the other one, Sonya? Oh, Sonya said, and take your wife on a date. I didn't say ask for $50. No, I no, said, I, I, I said, Rep said. <laughs> <laughs> ask the guy the yeah, but that is. He hey, said, because hey, hey. I got the, the earphones on, so I have to relate a message. Hey, Rose. Bro, you, yes. see how, you see how we lost the randomness? <laughs> <laughs> she got to wait the next pay period. Yeah, the, the randomness is that, <laughs> that's directed. That's random act of kindness. That's unexpected. Right. Well, okay. Right? And it may not be what you want, but the fact that it was random is what makes it 